This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world. Pete too early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Steve, I'm drinking wine tonight. Okay, that, that should tell you a little something about kind of how I'm feeling going into this recording. Um, you know, obviously we got a lot to break into, but it's a wine night. I feel like this is... I think back to some of the early podcasts when I would like go into my, you know, my quasi podcast studio and walk up to the recording with like a six pack ready to go. My wife would just kind of give me a look as I walk up the stairs. That's kind of how I'm feeling tonight. I'm ready to, to, to break out the bottle of wine, bust it open. You know, it's nine o'clock on a Wednesday. Let's just have ourselves a night and record. Let's do it. I just cracked a Miller light. I just came straight from the Irish pub for dinner. Yeah, I'm ready to roll. And as always, at the House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanelle. Trent, how you doing, bud? Steve, I am not at the House of Sav tonight. I am in the uh, boonies of northern Vermont, but that is neither here nor there. I just want to apologize to the people. My voice is a little bit shot. I went full groupie mode this weekend, fellas. I went to uh, Kit Moore for the country artist fans out there. I know the Gendron brothers know Kit Moore. I saw him Friday night, Hampton Beach. Took a night off Saturday. Saw him again Sunday at, uh, at Indian Ranch. Whoa. Twice in a twice in a weekend, a little bit of Kip Moore. Uh, he was on fire. He was amazing. I, I lost my voice, not singing, just yelling along to every song. Uh, so I'm in a little bit of recovery from that. Uh, but I think I can get through this. All right, Trent. Yeah. Early in the podcast, didn't you go to a Kip Moore concert? I I, I feel like Kip Moore. Oh, been Trent about loves Kip Moore. I'm loves sure Kip I did. Moore. I went to the Kip Moore show two years ago. Last year, he obviously couldn't tour because of COVID, but two years ago, he was at this little place in Webster, Massachusetts, like this random ass little venue. And he was talking about how much he loved it. And he was like, I'm definitely going to be back. And then we go back. He's like, I told y'all I'd be back. And then all of us, you know, are just losing our heads. So what a, what a weekend fellows. What a weekend for the, for the Kit Moore fans. What was the best song of the night, Trent? The best song. Oh, it's, Hampton, you guys have been to the Hampton Beach Bomb Casino of for course. a show, I'm sure. Have I been to the Hampton Beach Bomb? <laughs> there, to, oh, this man. is going to get real local. But if <laughs> to the locals in New Hampshire and Massachusetts, folks, if you are listening to this, I am sure you went to the Ballroom Casino as like a 19-year-old, something like that, after a day-drinking day on the beach at Hampton Beach. I mean, there's no place like the Ballroom Casino. There's, they just pack you into this, like, I don't know, old dance hall with these pictures of these famous acts that have been there. But it's a wild place with a wild scene. Love that place. But Kit Moore has, uh, he comes out for the encore and he does Backseat, which is just like this, like, I think it was like one of his original songs that he ever wrote or even got on the radio. But it's just kind of like a raunchy, like, it's kind of weird to say this now, but it's kind of like a raunchy teenage love song. Uh, but it's great. It just is all his like raspy ass voice singing along and the whole crowd with him. So that was, that was the highlight. For the record, Trent, the Peak Toilet Podcast does not contone 19-year-olds drinking or any underage drinking. Yeah, what are you matter. doing here? Just want, to, just want to make that abundantly clear. Listen, listen. Everything goes at Hampton Beach. You guys have been there. There are no rules at Hampton Beach. That is true. That is true. 
Well, hey, I know that this is like turning into the weather segment of the podcast. Like the first 10 minutes of the podcast, we talk about the weather every episode now. But today was like the first real fall day of the year. I loved it. And life is just better. I feel better. I sleep better. I wake up better. You know, I have my have my coffee with a little chill on the porch. My run is better. I'm not sweating. I can wear a sweatshirt and shorts. Life is just better when fall is in the air. So here's how you know fall is good, Steve. The the first like couple weeks of fall when the, the weather's starting to change, it's a little cold, you know, you might get, you know, start feeling a little bit under the weather. Maybe you got a little bit of like a, a tickle in your throat type of deal. I'm not talking COVID. I'm talking just the change of the season type cold. And I get allergies like an MFR. Can you see my eye right now? You see that, Steve? My eyes just like puff up like you wouldn't believe. And I, Honestly, honest to God, I, I mean this with my whole heart. Like, those are like endearing things to me. Like, I, I like I like the the feeling of the the change of the season. I like the the weather getting a little colder. I I want to embrace you know kind of fighting through my 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 fall first couple weeks you know symptoms going here because it's like I think it's just because I'm so excited about what's coming gonna come here so i don't even mind that my eye looks like i just got knocked out by by mike tyson i i, I kind of find it a little endearing listen fall is wonderful but that is not i don't know why you're getting excited no. about getting allergies <laughs> that's a crazy thing to say fall is wonderful for the weather right i'm i'm leaf peeping my ass off up here right like i said i'm in northern vermont i'm looking out at uh, mount mansfield which is where uh Stowe is at the ski resort i'm looking up at those it's you know I would say next week's going to be peak, peak leaf peeping, but I'm in a pretty good spot right now. It's, it's a wonderful time of year. You're going to be peeping all day. Oh, I'm peeping all day, all night. <laughs> Do people so, in the rest of the country know what leaf peeping is? Is that a New England term? Do people know this? I don't know. I don't know. Also, is, is leaf peeping, should that be a derogatory term? I feel like if you're a leaf peeper, like it, it, it kinda, it's kind of like a um, – Man. Like a blow-in, you're not a local? Yeah, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a, a yuppie. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, a, a yuppie, almost. Like, wow. if, 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 you're, if, you're a, if you're a peeper, it means you're coming in from outside of, you know, the leaf, the colorful leaf zone to come peep on the leaves. Pretty much, pretty much if you're from Pelham, New Hampshire, you're a peeper. Hey, hey, I, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I'm going to use the term leaf peeper as a derogatory term for now on. <laughs> like not even I, in the fall, during the summer. No, yeah. I just shows up to like the, the oh, pool God, with socks and at, sandals and they're a leaf peeper. Yeah. Oh, God. Here, look at this freaking leaf peeper. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, so, man. Steve, before we really get into it here, this is as old school peak to as it gets because we, I, I'm I'm sitting here on my phone watching a, a Red Sox Orioles game that is like do or die. So if I have, they have two men on with no outs right now in in the sixth inning. So if I like just start blurting out and screaming and throw my phone across the room, I just want to make sure everyone knows where I'm coming from. Can you believe it? The Red Sox are blowing <laughs> the season. I should run back that segment again. That 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 episode doesn't even exist anymore. So I feel like I just need to like like a stand-up comic, uh, you know, running back his routine. I think I need to run back that segment. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe put it in at the end of the episode today, Mike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, hey, this, this episode that we're about to do, this episode's for the two crew. 
So if at any point you have considered yourself part of the two crew, this episode is for you. I feel like we, uh, we got a lot to unpack here. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about the future of the podcast. I think we're going to do a little bit of reflecting of where we've come from. But I know that if you're a loyal listener, we're springing this on you. But, you know, I think life is springing a lot of things on all of us. It's springing on, on the three of us. And, um, you know, we need, to, we need to evaluate some things. We need to, we need to kind of talk about the future of the podcast. Um, because as much as we love doing this, and let me tell you what, we love doing this. This is so much fun. I never thought it would be this much fun. It is a lot of work. Now, before we get into this, I want to assure everybody that is listening to this podcast right now, peak too early is not going away. Peak too early is not dying. It is, it, is, it is going stronger and arguably stronger than it's ever been. But we need to kind of, you know, and the, and the thing that the three of us have been talking about over this past couple of weeks is with everything that's going on in our lives, you know, from now until the end of the year, we're looking at 12 episodes. And for us to put out 12 quality, really quality episodes, episodes that we can be proud of, it's just not realistic. Um, so I think we need to take a little bit of a step back in order for us to take two steps forward. Um, and so that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, I think we've been, honestly, like, I think we've been wanting to do a podcast like this for a long time. Um, but, you know, I think we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on in our lives. I want to recap. I, I like, I want to, I'm always down to reminisce. I want to reminisce a little bit about it. Um, I think that some thank yous are in order for some of the, you know, for, for the two crews that we've built uh, strong relationships with. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll just start off with this. You know, um, I started a new job last week. And this is a job that I have been working for for a really long time. And I actually switched brands. So many of you know that I work for one of the biggest running brands in the industry, arguably the biggest running brand in the industry. And I've been with them almost 10 years been with them almost the past decade. I can't believe I've been with them for almost a decade. But recently, I was given a major opportunity with another brand. Um, and a big part of that opportunity was the fact that I've been doing this podcast, and that we've been building a community and we've been connecting with pro runners, and we've been doing a lot of really cool things with it. That was a big part of the interview. And it was so cool. It was so refreshing to be in an interview and have people praising this because if I'm being honest at my other company, they didn't really care that much. In fact, I think they'd probably wish that I wasn't doing it. Um, but that's a whole nother story. We can dedicate a whole episode to that someday, but to be in an interview and to see, you know, like to hear them talking and just saying praise about this podcast was really cool. And you know, how, how long have we been doing this for? We've been, we're coming on like close to it's three years now. Just and about. Yeah. And so when I got this, when I got this job, you know, a job that I've been working for my entire career, um, it, it's really like a dream job. If I were to look back, you know, 10, 12 years ago, um, this like paid off, you know, it, it paid off in a big way for me. Um, and you know, it paid off in other ways. Like I have a whole new group of friends. Um, and I want to get into that. So that for me, that's what's changing. And, um, Along with that, it's going to come a really intense few months where I really need to bust my ass and focus like the majority of my energy into that job. And 
you know, doing things like recording every week, cutting social clips, coming up with ideas, like doing all that stuff. It's just not realistic and it's not fair to put out garbage. Like I don't want to put out garbage. So for me, that's what's going on. Um, you know, and I, and I want to reiterate it before we dive into this, we're not going away, but we're, we are going to have to make some changes. And later on, we'll talk about some of the changes we're going to make. But for me, that's what's going on in my life. Do you guys want to go around and just talk about some of the changes we got coming up? Yeah. So I think, but, you know, kind of before I get into my story here, I think it's such a unique situation we have here, Steve, where all three of us almost simultaneously are going through pretty monumental changes in our life, like all in unison, all at the same time. And I think for most people, that is like the logical place for peak too early to kind of end right? If you have all three of the hosts at a time in their life when a lot is changing, it's like, okay, maybe that's a time. And, but that's not, that's not what we're doing here, right? We, we care too much about what we're doing and we care too much about the product we're putting out. So yeah, things are changing and you know, the, the next, uh, kind of stage of this podcast is going to be a little bit different, but I think, because of what the last three years have meant i think and you know obviously we'll get into this more but i think that says a lot it's like this isn't the logical ending point and it's just it's just a new chapter so it might can i can i can i interject really quick because there's something i wanted because i think that that kind of leads into like one of the points i wanted to make in this podcast really nicely and you know three years ago we kind of had i think there was you know we kind of had this this vision, we kind of had, um, you know, this idea, it was kind of scary. It was kind of, you know, you're putting yourself out there, you're doing something, you don't know if it's going to succeed or not. Um, but I think the three of us, we had the time to do it. And we, you know, I think maybe the three of us maybe felt a little bit of a lull in our career or whatever, but we put ourselves out there and we stick, we stuck to it pointed out and we slowly, slowly started to build. And when the crazy thing that happens, when you start to put yourself out there like that, you start to like grind, just take small baby steps. We started with a terrible audio quality podcast and the audio got better. And then our videos got better, our social got better. And so you take these baby steps and momentum starts to build. And I think the fact that all three of us have something going at the same time it kind of speaks to that, like how momentum works. You don't, you don't just like want something and do it. You have to take small baby steps somewhere, wherever you can in life, wherever you can find that baby step and take it. And next thing you know, three years, you have this incredible momentum. And I, and I, you know, the fact, like you said, Mike, the fact that the three of us have all this momentum together and our lives are changing in different ways. I think you can kind of point to that moment you know, two and a half, three years ago as a moment where we started to build this momentum, you know, personal, uh, you know, uh, you know, our personal momentum, our work momentum, you know, just building all these skills. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, Steve, I think we're going to get into a lot of that. And I think we, we didn't know (laughs) the first day we recorded that hilariously bad first episode, we had no idea where this was going. Right. And, uh, I don't want to, you know, like I said, get into too much now, but I think whatever I expected peak too early to be, I like where it went more 
than where I expected it to be, if that makes any sense. But before, so that's kind of a teaser, you know, we're professionals in the game now, I'll tease that. But so kind of getting into my story and, you know, my big transition here. Uh, So my wife is getting almost to seven months pregnant here. So we are expecting our first child. We got a baby boy on the way. And I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Listen, I'm just like most of the people listening here, just trying to make it by every single day, trying to get, you know, at this point, 10 miles, five miles, three miles in a week, drinking too many Miller Lights. So, you know, obviously this is a a, a big transition for me. We are very excited. And, you know, this is something that we've been looking forward to uh, since the day we got married and, you know, it's going to be a huge transition for our life. And I, you know, taking a step back for us is going to be important because I want to make sure that, you know, as much as I love this podcast and I love the brand of peak too early, I have, you know, a number one priority in my life coming here soon. And I want to make sure I'm setting myself up, you know, to, to be as present as I can during that process. Now, you're still going to get the same mic on the podcast here. Every once in a while, I might have to mute my mic for a screaming, crying baby. But listen, I sometimes have to mute my mic for my stupid, screaming, crying puppy. So hmm. it, it is what it is. So, you know, that's that's kind of that's that's the transition I got going on here. So we got the so far we got two of the big three. We got a new job in the podcast. We got a new baby in the podcast, and I think Trent's going to hit us with a third of the big three, you know, the big three transitions that you can have in life. So, Trent, go for it. Sure. I'll give – I think I will give uh, Mike the Kevin Garnett. uh, uh, Steve can be the Paul Pierce of this. I think those are, like, the two (laughs) biggest of the three. Like, Kevin Garnett was kind of unexpected. You know, he comes in, you know, out of nowhere and changes everything so quickly. Paul Pierce has really been like working towards that championship for years and years and years. And there's Steve and he, and he finds his opportunity. I'm kind of the Ray Allen, like, you know, uh, I'm a third leg of this big three. Uh, and I think I make, you know, my, my change is important to the team, but um, it's not, you know, not driving the championship. But anyways, but uh, we need to dish it out to you for that, for that game change in three every once in a while. That's right. That's right. I'm sitting in the corner. I'm always ready in the corner. Uh, but I am actually I'm I'm taking my talents uh, away from Boston and out into a, a little town called uh, Victor, Idaho. So I know we have a huge two crew contingent out <laughs> in Victor, Idaho. Um, and so I will meet up with you when I my ankles all better. We'll go for a few runs. But uh, basically, uh my my girlfriend and I, you know, we've we've talked about this a, a long time, and I think I've been kind of a driving force behind it, of being ready to to get outside of the city. You know, I've been in Boston for a few years now, um, ready to to mix things up and, and uh, kind of like reignite some passions that I have and get excited. And I, I think it'd be a massive opportunity uh, or a challenge and an opportunity to go out and meet different people, put myself outside my comfort zone, um, and my wonderful girlfriend Megan has kind of come around on it and agreed. I don't know how much I just kind of convinced her to come with me, but she seems to be excited about it as well. 
Uh, but we are we are making the big leap. We're, we're kind of getting out of here. Uh, we're heading out there. So it's it's going to be quite a different life. We're going to be, um, you know, I'll have one neighbor that we can see and the place we're going to be at for these first few months is one neighbor who, who actually owns the local brewery in town. So that's pretty cool. But you can see his house. Everything else will just be kind of snow by the time we get out there uh, and, and mountains in the distance. So it's a uh, it's something I'm really looking forward to. And as I reflect on that moving, I think about the other times I've moved recently, I've moved, I guess I'm in like my third different apartment in three years now. Uh, and one of the few constants is peak too early. You know, I've had the house of Sav. Like when I, the house of Sav came from because I lived with some boys from Stonehill Cross Country. And we did, we called it the house of Sav. It was a fun joke. Like we just were all moving into this apartment together. It was kind of our first like big apartment that we all got. Uh, and of course, we were trying to have fun all the time and, and throw a lot of parties. And um, we, we, we jokingly called it the House of Sav, but kind of seriously. Uh, and that's why it was called the House of Sav. I have since moved like two different places, but I have always carved out my little podcast studio. You know, I've had my little rooms in each area where I make it work um, or I'm on a hotel on the road somewhere. Uh, but but the peak really has kind of been a constant in my life. And so despite mixing things up and heading out, slowing down, doing things a little bit differently than I'm doing it right now. Uh, I, I need that peak too early, you know, it's coming out. I need this session where I just get the voice, especially when I'm out there. I'm going to be talking to like, you know, uh, a moose and stuff and deer outside my window. I'm going to need some personal interaction. So as long as there's internet out there, it will be peak too early. So two questions on that. Well, I guess three. First of all, yeah, how realistic is it that we that we have internet in Victor, Idaho, which is the most literally has to be the most random town in all of America? But I'm hoping we get internet. That was more of a rhetorical question. Second question is, we transitioned the House of Sav to what is now, I guess, not necessarily the House of Sav. With this third move, Steve, do we? Is it still the house of Sav? Does the, I don't, the house? Of, I wasn't ready to tell people that Trent no longer lives at the house of Sav. I mean, that ended like I think six months into the yeah. podcast. I think we <laughs> yeah. swept that under the rug. Yeah, I mean, the true. intro is just it's just completely ruined now. Uh, we we can still we can pretend like it's still. House I think Sav. I I think the house of Sav has to move. And then my third qu- question is: Can we do once we're like settled in and kind of feel? you know, comfortable there and, you know, have your routine. I think we need to do just like a full episode on the different dynamics of running and living in Idaho versus running and living in Boston, right? Because it's, it's gotta be wildly different. And I'm sure, you know, your, your whole running experience is going to have to be different. So I need like a, a running in Idaho episode i think i think i need to do a little like mrs space cadet type of gotta learn how to use tiktok (laughs) and kind of do some runs and just like give you guys a little peek into what it's like you gotta start you gotta start like a you know uh, a a new englander you know mass hole in in victor idaho tiktok page like that's what that that's your gimmick like that that's how you're gonna get tiktok famous but i do have a question how and why did you choose Victor Idaho? If anyone here has ever been to Jackson Hole, uh, uh, Steve, Mike, have you guys ever been out to Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Never been to Jackson Hole. No. 
So I've, I've luckily been a few times now in the last three years. And I do think it's, it's just like the most beautiful place in the world. You, you fly in the airport is actually in Grand Teton National Park. Uh, you fly into this, this national park that's just surrounded by mountains on like one side, Yellowstone on another side, and like this big elk refuge on the other. So you come into this giant hole, you look around, there's just beautiful mountains and there's wildlife everywhere. My first early morning, we were in a car, you almost hit a bison because of just walking the road. So you have these wild animals right basically in town um, with these, these, this beautiful scenery. The downtown, they try to kind of it's a little touristy. It's like a, a touristy vibe a little bit, but it also just feels like authentic with this kind of old West feel. It's kind of way I was like thinking like, this is how people are supposed to be like a, a nice tight knit community with great bars, great restaurants some some cool shops, but kind of surrounded by this, just like nature. It just felt right. Unfortunately, Jackson hole is like the most expensive place to live in the entire universe. It's like <laughs> San Francisco, basically trying to get a place there because there's no land, right? It's all protected. But on the other side of the mountains are a couple little towns. One of them is Victor, Idaho. Um, and so you get kind of that beauty, that scenery of the area. Um, but just it's, it's actually affordable to live. So you can go into Jackson when you have friends and stuff. And, and when the genderns come out and visit, we'll, we'll do a couple of nights in Jackson. Uh, but other than that, it's a little just more quiet and a little more affordable. It's just so much more funny to tell people that you're moving to Victor, Idaho, though. Like, because if you tell somebody you're moving to Jackson Hole, at least people have heard of that. And it's like, oh, like I can understand why. But nobody knows that Victor, Idaho is one of those outskirts towns. So if you tell someone you're moving there, it's, it's, it's much more funny. Yeah, I, I find when I was saying I want to move to Wyoming, Wyoming kind of has like a reputation for being like this nothing state. When I've switched to Idaho, Idaho doesn't have a reputation. Like it has, no. it has no yeah. reputation. It just doesn't exist to people. So it has been funnier to tell people I'm moving to Idaho than I'm moving to Wyoming. Oh, I love it. So those are the massive cha- changes that are happening in, in our lives. And I think there's other, you know, changes happening in all of our lives in addition to that. But those are kind of like, the key big ones that really made us kind of think that it's time or at at least for the next three to four months, we need to figure something out, right? We need to, we need to take that step back to a, make sure the stuff that we do put out is quality and just kind of regroup and figure out like how we're going to move forward. And I want to reiterate one more time. The podcast is not going away. The two crew doesn't die today. It doesn't. It's just, we need to take a little bit of a breather. So with that, we kind of met last night. We had a, we had a board meeting. We had a meeting of the minds to discuss like what the game plan is and going forward for the next three to four months, the plan is to have essentially a bi-weekly podcast. So the three of us are going to get together on a monthly basis and we are going to record the episode, just the boys. It's just going to be that, you know, the fun, crack a couple Miller lights, talk about what's going on in the running world, talk about what's going on in our lives. The, the, the podcast that I think the three of us have really come to enjoy with each other. And I think, you know, a good portion of the two crew has, has come to join. And on that same night, we're also going to try to record an interview and that will be released a couple weeks later. So we're, so every month we're going to have, we're going to have a two crew episode and we're going to have an interview episode. And by pulling back on the amount of interviews we have, we're going to be able to really zero in on the people we want to have on the podcast, make them really quality interviews, 
because there was a time, I mean, I know we pulled back on the interviews, but there was a time where we were just like banging out interview after interview. And it was good. Like we got to meet a lot of people. We did a lot of really good interviews, but the quality suffers. So um, that we're going to have two, we're going to have two podcasts released per month for the next three to four months, like I said, and that's the game plan, small step back to take a couple steps forward. So that's the game plan. Um, the next thing I wanted to get into the, the thing I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about and um, the podcast is so different. And like Mike mentioned is so different than, than what our original idea in the best possible way it has grown. It has evolved. Uh, I don't think any of any, the three of us ever imagined that we'd be able to build all these relationships with pro athletes and consistently get the biggest runners in the world on this podcast so, so many things happen with it that we didn't expect, we didn't predict. But I think the thing that, for me at least, the, the best part of this podcast and the thing that none of us predicted was the community that we, we built around this podcast. And I know for all of us, like, like we've, we have never, we, like, we have literally never said the word fans on this podcast like we like because we, we don't believe that like we feel like this is a team like we if you listen to this podcast you're on our team like you're part of the two crew team and that's like always been the mentality and like it, it has truly been like a tool and a vehicle for us to build a community and like we I think we started realizing this like six months in and we re really leaned into it and it has been for me by far the best part of this podcast. Like I have friends from around the country, from around the world that I would have never met if it wasn't for this podcast. I have people that I talk to on a regular basis that I have never met in person. I, they just listen to this podcast. I talk to them online and I became friends with them. Like this concept, if you had told me this before the podcast, I would have I would have told you that you were crazy, but it has become natural to me. Like I've met people through this podcast. They have literally come to my house. They have partied with me in my house. We have played flip cup in my basement, people that I have never met before. But as soon as I, you know, hung out with them in person, as soon as they came into my house, it was completely normal. And, and it being so normal is weird. <laughs> and I love it. And so like the people I've met through this podcast, by far, by far the best part of this. Yeah. So I, I kind of gave you, gave the tease earlier, Steve, and kind of what I was alluding to is when we first, the first day we recorded this, right, we had this idea and we wanted to take the average sports fan kind of approach to the sport of running. That was like the genesis of it. The idea we had no idea what it was for me personally. And I, and I think for, for at, to some level, the three of us really what the first stage of the podcast was, it was fun, right? Like it was like, like I kind of mentioned, I was slugging back Miller lights in the first, you know, stage of this podcast. We were just, it was for a group of maybe 20 friends. <laughs> yeah. For, for a group of friends, we were slugging beers on a, on a work night and just like the three of us were 
chatting it up and, and it was a lot of fun, right? Like to me, this started as just like something fun that the three of us were doing and it didn't really matter who listened. We didn't care. It was just something fun the three of us were doing. Then I hit a stage where it was like, we started picking up momentum. We started having these guests and I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is going really well. And you know, maybe we could start rivaling these, like, you know, the, the running, uh, media, like, you know, the top of the running media, these, you know, the names that you think about the companies that you think about. And it's like, Oh man, like let's, let's go for them. Like let, let's, let's make this as big as we can possibly make it. And that was my focus. And, and every podcast I put out, every social post I put out, I was thinking about like, how big can we make this thing? And then some, something changed somewhere along the line where I realized kind of what Steve was saying was I stopped caring about how many people were listening, how many people were following our Instagram, how many people were viewing our Instagram videos. It was like, I would rather have a loyal two crew, you know, that listens to the podcast, that interacts with us, that, you know, comes to Steve's house, whatever, than this you know, huge following of people who, who don't give a shit. I wanted to have this community of people and that's kind of where I ended up settling in. And I don't remember exactly kind of when I came to that realization, but it stopped being about like, this podcast needs to be the biggest thing ever. And it was like, no, like this, this is about creating that community. And, you know, kind of my final thought on that is, this episode, right, that we're doing right now, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, like, you have no interest in, in what we're talking about. This, this episode is not for just any average running fan. This, this is not for, you know, a random listener. This is for the Tuker, right? Like, the stuff we're talking about is very personal. It's very much to the community that we've created. And that's, I'm cool with that, right? Like, I, I don't need to to have a certain guest on so that we get extra listens, like as long as the people. So, you know, a lot of times I edit these podcasts and it gets late at night and, you know, after midnight, these episodes drop. And then I wait a little bit to make sure that it uploads on Spotify and iTunes and stuff like that. And it doesn't always, you know, we have our issues with that, but you know, most, most times I'll wait, uh, you know, uh, an extra half hour to make sure it uploads all the places it's supposed to. And there is always 25 to 30 listens in that first 30 minutes that I am waiting for to make sure it uploads everywhere it's supposed to. And that's what I'm talking about, right? Like the people who are listening, started listening to this podcast at God knows what time immediately, as soon as it hits their library. I mean, like to me, that's it. That is the coolest thing in the world. And that's the, like, that's what Steve's talking about. That's the community. That's the two crew. So anyways, long story short is I had no idea what we were doing when we started this. And now that we're here, now that we, we, we have a vision, we, we know what we're doing. Like, that's what it is. Like this tight knit, small community is what has made peak too early a blast. And the reason that, like I said, when the logical ex when the logical decision is to end the podcast, you know, at this time, we decided that that was not it. We had to adjust and we had to, we want to make sure the product was great, but we decided that it was worth it to continue doing this because of that community. 
think the two crew is going to like this next step of it. I, I'm personally looking forward to what slowing down is giving us the opportunity to do. The interviews, as Steve kind of mentioned, we kind of get who we want. There also won't be any kind of pressure to, to get in a certain time frame within. Like, we'll really be able to sit back and just shoot the shit with our guests that come on and kind of talk about whatever without worrying about how it works in the, in the constraints of a podcast. And the podcast that we do get, it's just going to be the boys. We're, we're going to be recapping big events. There's going to be big stuff to talk about. It's not going to be necessarily as much, although I'm sure we'll get it of Mike finding these random ass stories to talk about that are crazy. I mean, we'll definitely talk about those as well. Don't worry, but there will probably be important running stuff that we'll have fun takes on every time. So I I think the quality of these episodes uh, is going to be through the roof. And I'm really excited about that. I just want to add my two cents and I don't have too much more to add on it from Mike and Steve about what this community has meant or how it's become. But you know, it, it seems so obvious now that this is like what we would want out of the podcast. Right. But as you guys have said, it wasn't necessarily what we would expect it or what the the goal was at first. But I remember the first kind of times where we'd go to like random road races and you'd run into people who knew of peaks really like we'd come back and we'd tell each other like, Hey guys, there was somebody there who listens to the pod. And then we got to like talk and whatever, say hi. And that was kind of just like a fun uh, a side effect of getting through the pod was being able to talk to people who listen to it. And then there was that just like awesome transformation where it became only about that, right? Like we were doing this for that so that we could go to this and run into people. And now every time I go to a random road race anywhere, you know, we get to talk to people or we go to the big meets. Like, of course, uh, you will never forget the, the Olympic trials. And we had uh, our guy Colin, you know, come down and we, we hang out with him that weekend. But that transformation from kind of running into people was this like fun, weird thing that came along with it. So then being, you know, what it was all about. Uh, it, it's, yeah, that's, that's been like the most special. Uh, and, and the best part about this is about where it's become, I guess. So my next point, um, in, I don't want to spend too much on this point, but it needs to be said. And Mike kind of talked a little bit about how we were, there was a time period where we were focused on just growing. Let's go after the big boys. Like this could be the biggest podcast in the world. And we realized like, I don't know if we really want that. Like we have a awesome crew and we slowly get more people, you know, added to this, this group of weirdos that we've already created. Like, like that's what we want. Like we want more people like us. Like, and if that comes like one, two, three at a time, so be it. Like we don't need to be the biggest in the world, but, when we saw that crazy amount of growth, um, you know, I think it was about about 14 months in, we saw a lot of growth right around there. Um, people started taking notice. And I remember early on in the podcast, I would everyone's, I would listen to a lot of running podcasts. And um, I'll never forget, out of nowhere, there was this flow track podcast that I would listen to you know, slowly for the, just to kind of get like, I not ideas, but just catch up and like, make sure I wasn't missing anything going on in the running world, making sure I was up to date on all the headlines. And out of nowhere, they just like created a segment where it was like, talk about other sports. 
and they would spend like two minutes, two to five minutes, making sure they talked about what other, what other, what other things were happening in the running world. And it dawned on me, it's like, I think they're doing that because of us. Because of course, like we are, the focus of this is, is running. And we modeled this podcast after part of my take. I don't think that's any, any big surprise, but that is a football podcast. And they talk about the, they talk about the sports sports world in general, but it's a football focused podcast. And that's what we've kind of tried to do with this. It's a running focused podcast, but sure. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. We're going to rant about the Red Sox. We're going to talk about Trent's crazy tennis bets. We're going to talk about sports in general. And I realized it was like, I think they're doing that because of us. And then, and then, you start to see the running media change a little bit. And obviously over this past year, you've just seen a boom of all these running podcasts that are, you know, doing something similar to us, something's different for us. But what I want to say, what I'm trying to say is we came in at a time where that wasn't the case and we changed the game boys. Like we, we left, we legitimately, and we're not done leaving it but we have left our mark on the sport in a really big way. We started doing something at a time when nobody was doing it in this sport. Now there in there, there are other people doing things very similar. And I think there's a lot of things changing in the sport for, in a really good way. Like we wanted to have an impact. We wanted to change the sport for the better, but I really think that we made a massive impact on how the sport is covered, how the sports talk about how people identify with the sport. And ultimately that was a huge goal for us coming into this. Yeah, Steve, I think that's the most clearly seen, you know, and I'm not, you know, not trying to like pump our egos or whatever, but like, I do think there was times when I was like, you know, we were running in circles or like being invited to certain things or, you know, like I said, like whatever running in circles that I was like, I don't belong here. Like, you know, professional runners or whatever. It's like, dude, I am a nobody. I don't belong talking to people. But I think to your point, Steve, is because the the way we decide, the approach that we decided to take was different. And I think people liked different. And I think, like I said, the, the, the way it was most clearly seen was people that we had on this podcast that saw the way we were doing things and saw, Oh wow. You know, like that is, that's how this sport should be covered. That's how, you know, athletes should talk about this sport. Yada, yada. And and went on to do their own things, whether it was YouTube or podcasts or their social media. And I'm not saying like, you know, they were ripping us off or anything like that, but I do think there was an influence of like us having guests on this podcast that showed like, Hey, listen, this sport doesn't always need to be the super serious stuffy. Let's have this like, uh, you know, interview long form interview where we get into all this, like, you know, background story crap. Like I think people came on this podcast, so I didn't need to be that way. And, again, whether or not it had any influence on the inspiration of, you know, their own content, there is content out there from guests we've had on here that is different than what it was before. So again, I don't, I'm not trying to sit here and stroke our ego and say, you know, we, we change it, but 
I don't know. To me, there's no, there's I a little bit of a pattern there that 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 is is worth noting. It look at the before and after. Look at the before and the after. There's no denying. And I'll I'll never forget one of our first interviews. I think it was uh, Johnny Gregoric. We were we were like try, we, were, we were getting him on the podcast, and he's just like, just don't ask me how I started running. Like if you ask me how I started running, I'm done. Like I like because he, he's had that in every interview ever. And guess what? We've never asked that question because we realize like we just want to be different. We want to do it different than it's ever been done. And and I think the guests appreciate that. But the the people that listen to this podcast or just a, there's a huge subset of running fans, right? That have existed all along, and they they have included us who like running, uh, who are maybe partially a running nerd that, that appreciates some of the, the fine details of training and racing and the results, but have so much more for like broader interests in that, like other sports, like to gamble, like to just shoot the shit and, and talk about having beers on a Tuesday night um, and going out in the town, you know, with a, a focus on running. Like that population has existed you know, that's a population that we are all in, that we have a lot of friends that are in that has been underserved in running media for forever, basically. And so, you know, we found some of them. I think there's still a ton of people out there that would be loyal members of the two crew that would be all on board the two crew. They just haven't necessarily found the podcast yet. Uh, but that that people, they everybody, you guys listening, you guys, you guys have been there. You guys have been calling for it. And so if we were able to give you content, and if we're able to influence in any small way other media outlets from giving kind of similar content, uh, covering similar things with maybe a similar attitude or a similar tone, talking to athletes the way that we do, you know, that's a net win for, for everybody. So to, to continue stroking our ego, because this is a lot of fun, another thing that I very much enjoyed, right, when you look at the last few years and how we've done things is we are not <laughs> – and, and again, I think this is a little bit different than a lot of running podcasts out there. We are not afraid to try and fail at things, right? Go ahead and look at the graveyard, the graveyard of segments that we've had on this podcast that we've <laughs> tried to make work and, you know, they didn't stick or, you know, whatever. It, it, it didn't fit what we were doing, but... What other challenge with Ollie Hor and Morgan McDonald? <laughs> the, the the freaking push up challenge, dude. Oh I could do God. I could do a mini series on the push up challenge, and nobody, nobody on this podcast has had more failed ideas than me. And I I'm willing. But to I love that. it, Mike. You've, had, listen, you've also I, had a lot of good ideas. Yeah, I'm willing to throw everything at the wall. But even like simple stuff, right? Like riding dirty is an OG segment. That listen we still like kind of do to this day, but the original idea of it to me is still the funniest idea in the world that you have the length of the song riding dirty to talk about drugs. It gets convoluted and it gets weird when you like put it in podcast form, but just like the, the, the concept and the idea to me, I still think of that idea and laugh. I think that idea is funny. It was a great it, idea. It didn't work, but it's still funny. And we have a million you know, like, like I said, the graveyard of, of our podcast segments that just lay there dead that we tried to make work that, you know, some of them lasted longer than others. But to me, that was another part of it that, that, that was fun, right? That like we tried 
everything. We were willing to throw anything at the wall to to see what stuck. And at the end of the day, the things that stuck was just like our standard stuff, like just us being us, like not trying to do the gimmicky things, which again, I think says a lot, but the gimmicky things were fun. And and listen, I'm going to have bad ideas in the future and I'm going to try them and we'll see if they stick. Maybe, maybe one of my dumb ideas is the one that propels us, you know, to number one of the charts. I don't know. It'll probably end up being another, you know, victim in our graveyard, but I'm going to keep throwing them out there and see what happens. And, and we've never been afraid to like m- make a guest hate us. Like, <laughs> like there, there's been times where, uh, a, a guest has uh, has left the podcast and it's like oh I, you know i don't know how that went and there's other times <laughs> where it's like it's like oh that one awesome and i'll tell you what like because we're just ourselves right we're just like our, our our natural selves around around these these pro runners and it's like the the podcast interview format is the is like a pretty good litmus test if we could be friends with these people like if you leave the podcast and like that was a lot of fun then we could hang out with you if you don't, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right. Here, here's another mic idea that's probably going to fail terribly. But on the count of three, everyone say the guest that hates us the most. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I need, I need to think about this a little bit. There's one in my mind that is just like, hates us. I kind of remember with, the with walking every, waiting like with that every guy ounce hates us. of his being. Every ounce of his being. Oh, 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 yep, yep. Uh, sure, you got it. Don't, don't I, say it. Don't yeah, say, give it. Me don't one say second. it. Don't say it. <laughs> I think you know who I'm thinking of. Yep. Can you, can you give me, like, a time frame? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I got it. It was... Uh, I'm trying to say this without, like, completely giving it away. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I, I block out the bad ones pretty quickly. It it was uh ah fuck no that would give it away um it was a marathoner oh oh without a doubt yeah okay. is that is that who you were thinking of yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. oh it's it's 100%. three two one Scott Scott Bobble <laughs> <laughs> he hates us so much and you know he what I probably wouldn't get along with Bobble yeah and that's probably okay. probably not he I mean we left that we. We did that interview, Trent, in your apartment, and yes, that was one of like again. I could do a mini series on the 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 saga of technical issues we've had, but that was impossible trying to set up that interview, all being in person, trying to do that, and then we get on there, and he just, good lord, did he did he hate us? Did he ever hate us? I was. Uh, I was thinking about the opposite end of that about, you know, you tell him if you can hang out with people. Do you guys remember we had uh we had Ollie Orr on and I was in a hotel and I got out and I had like my bathrobe on the hotel had a bathrobe. And I was like, boys, I should probably change for the interview. And you guys like, nah, I think it's fine. So we're like on the interview with Ollie and I'm just like in a bathrobe. Wait, and that was one of my that, better interviews. It was great. Was that, that was Ollie. That was Ollie not? number two. That, oh, that was Ollie number two. And I still think Ollie number one, might be my favorite interview of all shower, time. shower I mean, time Trent me and you <laughs> the first time we were ever let loose I mean that, what was that like that was like episode like in the 20s and I think it was the very first episode without Steve and who <laughs> doggy I never listen to that one being like what is going on here? <laughs> but who who is 
you know, one of the but, very but, but, who, who is the but, one of the very few guys that we, we could call. Could, we could, you know, at any time oh, and would oh. come on the podcast is Ollie. We could hang out with Ollie Hoare. That's Don't what I'm saying. Twisted. Yeah, Ollie Hoare is like like near the top of the list of people that I would want to hang out with. That's the difference. If Scott, if Trent came, walked out into an interview with Scott Fobble in a bathrobe, he would have hung up immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> oh man, oh that's good stuff. Um, well, hey, you know, I, I, unless you guys, so I have, I have like, I have. I have a, a topic that I want to talk about here that kind of might bring an end to this whole theme. It, it might take a little while, but it might be like a nice cap. But is there any directions like you two want to go with this before I kind of put a cap on this, on this kind of a discussion here? No, I, I mean, I think for the most part, we've said what needs to be said. I think before we go into that, the last thing I want to say is, listen, We've gone 131 episodes straight in what, taken one or two weeks off? Steve was Ireland like the first week we ever took off. Yeah. We're stepping back for a little bit. It's still going to be every other week. You're still going to get great content. Listen, I don't know what to tell you, okay? It's been like three years of consistent podcasting. The first time we're taking a step back. So, you know, what, what do you want from me? If, if that's not good enough for you? then uh i don't know fight me i guess <laughs> you can have some, some two crew people show up at your door mike and try and get it on but no they're not going to want to because i think this next stage that we're going into is actually going to create some real quality content so i'm looking forward to it and uh two crew i, I think you guys are going to look forward to it too yeah so well, i'll maybe have two more two more topics up but i i i, I do want to kind of go down this road a little bit that you know this uh, the sport of running, it's, uh, it's given me a lot, right? It's, it's, uh, and I feel like this is kind of the latest chapter of running in my life. Um, you know, when I kind of, when I kind of quit football and joined the cross country team, I never thought that running would, you know, take me to college. It would, it would give me a career. It would be how I met my wife. It would be how I met my friends. It would be how, it would be my hobby for the past three years and, and lead me to meeting all these other people. But man, the, the, the sport of running, you know, we, we, uh, I think we kind of give it a hard time sometimes when we talk about, you know, that it can be difficult and it can be tough, but you know, it's, it's one of those things when you step back and look at it, it's like, I think it kind of goes back to something that we were talking about earlier, where it's like, if you're willing to, if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to, if you're willing to stick with it, if you're willing to show up every single day, this, the sport's going to give you way more than it takes. And I think that for me in my life and for our lives, and I hope in the lives of the, of, of, uh, uh, a lot of the two crew, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of shown pretty clearly in, in the peak too early podcast. Yeah. I mean, it, when I think about the sport of running right now, I, you know, I think about it differently, certainly differently than I did when we first started this podcast and, you know, uh, whatever I'm I, to get super deep here and, and, and super in the fields one thing again like you said steve there's nobody who shits on the sport of running more than we do 
But at the same time, what I've come to learn and love about the sport of running is at every single stage of my life, I feel like my relationship with running has changed and evolved and it is different. And for most of this podcast, I've had this attitude of running in the form of competition. And that is like the most important thing and the only thing. And for most of my life, for most of my running career, running in, in the um, concept of competition has been the only thing that matter and honestly that was one of like the major tenets of this podcast was talking about running in the form of competition and how that's how it should be uh i would say right now that is not my relationship with running i think it's been very clearly noted that you know i'm not in you know crushing miles like i you know maybe once was i'm not running blazing fast times uh but much like this, you know, the hour and a half, you know, honestly, two hours, if we're being honest, lately, our podcast episodes have been a little bit long, much like, you know, you know, this, these podcast episodes, running is like a turned into like a therapeutic, you know, clear your mind, clear your head type of thing for me. And like I said, not to go too crazy deep, but if I'm going to say something nice about running, which like credit to me for saying something nice about running, I do think it's important to understand what your relationship is with running at the time. And for me right now, it's like, I need my running to, to be a functioning human being. And I think I realized that when I didn't run for like three months over the, you know, the last three to the last four months, I just didn't run. Trent, I'm sure you're, you're right there with me with your, your, broke ass leg. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know what I'm trying to get in here, but I, th I think my point is like much like this podcast has evolved. My relationship with running has evolved and changed. And, and I think that's important to understand. You, you call it therapy, Mike. I was going to compare it to a drug. So I don't know if that should be considered therapeutic yeah, or they not. Go hand, they, they go but hand in hand. They go hand in hand. It, you can stay away from it for a little bit, right? We've all taken our breaks. We've had our injuries. You just need some time away, but it keeps pulling us all back and it keeps pulling us all back in different forms. Sometimes we're trying to get in super good shape for a certain distance. Sometimes we're just trying to run to, to get away from the day's stress or whatever and get out there. Uh, but there's a reason that it pulls us back and it's not because we actually like the idea of running, right? It's not that we get that satisfaction out of, uh, just the, the sport of running itself, the actual movement of it. It's because of all the things that it brings to us. And, and Steve kind of, uh, I, I liked a lot of things that you were just talking about, about how, how many, how much more to it it is than, than the actual sports, the community, it's the team, it's the competitive nature of it. It's that release. And so to, to think of it that way, it's always going to be there and then have this two crew that kind of, I feel like, I mean, I've met the two crew, not everybody. So we got some fast two crew members that are running real fast. We got some other two crew members who are just in the boat like we are, like getting out for a run once in a while. So no matter what that relationship is, you know, we all see the benefit uh, beyond just the kind of the, the exercise of it. It's, I don't know, man, it's, it's something whether you like it or not, once you're in it, like we are, it's going to be around forever, right? Like we until we can't physically run, you know, when we're like 80 years old or whatever, I can say I'm going to retire from running a hundred times between now and then. Uh, but it's just always going to come back. It's always been part of it. And 
uh, I'm okay with that. It's got so many good things. Well, I mean, I think this might be the perfect transition towards the end of the episode. Um, unless do we want to new, do we want to do news today or, or, or are we at, we at the, the time limit here, Mike? No, let's do it. Screw it. Let, let's, All right. Let's go for it. All right. Let's kick off the running news. Hell yeah. Let's How talk. How deep in are we right now? I, I don't know. I don't care. Let's just do Screw it. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, you know so, what? You know what? I'm going to go get a beer. Hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I want to get a beer. Well, I need to. I don't think I have Hold on. Before you guys leave, before you guys leave, did you did you see what I did there mid one of Trent's rants? And I just went and grabbed the whole yeah. bottle of wine. <laughs> whoa, okay, whoa, want, whoa. Just wanted to make it very clear what happened there. I was just you like, weren't Screw listening it. to my rant. <laughs> that water this is water it's my water uh glass of the week no that is a flower vase <laughs> well <laughs> that is we're saying you ever been to smuggler's notch um i have but it's for a very long time yeah well they got all these condos on it and so we're staying in one of those which is pretty cool but um i found this and <laughs> it's gonna help me stay hydrated it's a full it's liter of sure. water for sure a, a vase I don't know if it's a vase for flowers. Vase. I think it's more yeah, of no. like, like a you, drinking pour router mm, thing. Nah, you you dunk flowers in there. No, I sure. think you fill this up with a carafe of wine, and you take that carafe. What? what was that word you just said? A carafe of wine. Steve's trying to show us this dope jersey, and I cannot get over the word you just said. A carafe? A carafe. And Steve knows what a carafe is. Do you think Steve's listening to us right now? Does he have his headphones in? Whoa, look at that. See that? Does is he listening to us? Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> okay. Where did you that's get that? Awesome. That's for the that's for the sponsored athletes. Hey, hey. Steve, what's a carafe? Do you know what a carafe is? A carafe is it's a like a a large serving, you know, like thing for a liquid. Yeah. Mike, that's you're... not a carafe. No, I'm not saying this is a carafe. I'm saying this would be a nice holder of a carafe of wine. You know, you could put a carafe of wine in here. I don't know if you, I don't, is, is carafe of wine a thing? Yeah, people get carafes of wine. It's like two-thirds of a bottle. You go to the oh. restaurant, you don't want a full bottle, you just get a carafe. like a carafe of coffee. I know that. No. Yeah, and a carafe. Mike, you're the wine drinker. You're a coffee drinker as well. The fact that See, you don't that know looks... this word. All right, well, I kick off the running <laughs> Right. I hope that whole segment stay. That's like 15 minutes, but it was a good 15 minutes. Drank like a whole bottle of wine tonight. Um, all right, let's get into the running news here. Uh, so, first very random topic we're going to talk about tonight. So, we had a prefontaine bib that sold this week and it's not an Olympic bib. It's not like a, you know, 5k record bib or anything like that, but it was a 1970 NCAA cross country championship bib. So he did win that. Um, I hate doing this. I don't like, I don't want to do the whole, like guess how much the bib went for thing because it's always super demoralizing when I try and like play this thing out. And then you guys guess like $5 million. $25 million. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
So instead of like making it a big deal, like just legitimately guess, I guess what what you think the 1970 NCAA cross country Prefontaine bib sold for. So I think this is important. Where did where did it auction? Did it auction online? Did it did it auction oh, out like a man. collective thing? I'm sure I can find that information if Trent just like ad libs and rants about stuff for the next. 30 to 45 seconds, I would say I can probably Hold on, I got the research. So like part of me, part of me would want a, a uh, NCAA cross country uh, bib more than some of his other achievements. Of course, like the, the classic races, like the, you know, the, um, any of the, any of his record races or Olympic races, um, you know, those, those should go more, go for more, but I feel like a, a prefontaine, NCAA cross country championship bib. That's kind of like the epitome of running nerd culture right there and everything that everybody loves about pre. So I think this should go for a little bit more than your average pre bib. I, I don't know if it'll actually translate in the price like that, Steve, but I agree with you. I mean, as the resident style grew on this podcast, that random throwback, you know, is that, is that from the 1971 ALDS that you have that t-shirt from? That's almost cooler, you know, than the recent World Series. So if you have this random cross-country bib from Steve Prefontaine that doesn't come with it, with, a, with a, uh, one of his, you know, more memorable runs, more memorable races, then I kind of think there's going to be a nice little upswell for that. Now, you know having said is. that. You know what this is? This is the concert tee before the band got popular. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You're like, how did you even get your hands on that? Like, how did you know that that was going to be so important, so crucial to have type of thing? Um, I can't believe Michael just came at us with this question with such few details. He doesn't even know where it's from. What condition is it in? I've, right? I've is, discovered. Is it crumpled up? Like you no, crumpled in, your stupid bibs up? Or is it a nice bib? By the way. Uh, shout out to um, uh, two crew member and wedding I'm going to this weekend, Patrick Donovan. He called you guys absolute psychopaths for your take on crumpled numbers. Um, but the number was not crumpled. It's in pristine condition, and it was online. It looks like it was an online bid that was open for about 24 hours and the bidding started at $5,000. Whoa, okay. This is going okay. more than I thought. Okay, more uh, than you thought. That makes me happy because I, <laughs> again, I was a little afraid. This is going more than I thought. The, um, bidding, the bidding started at $5,000. Oh, 24 wow. hours online auction style bid here. Oh, I, man, I, that, that completely shattered my yes, idea. Like what full this disclosure, is. I would have said under five is my guess. I would have said 5K. All right. Give me, give me, give me, uh, give me $21,624. You would have gone under five and you're going $21,000. Well, now the whole thing changes. The auctioneer knows more than I do. I'm going to go under that. I'm going to go, I'm going to go opened up at 5,000. I'm going to say it went for like 14, $15,000. Okay. You guys just made me so happy because you didn't do the thing I didn't want you to do. And I don't know if you like your guesses were, were factoring that in, but it went for $26,500. So $26,700 online bid. Uh, and, you know, it looks like it was, it was like uh, about 30, 
30 total bids, I would say. Um, and somewhere along the line, people just started started getting a little wacky with it, and it ended selling for $27,000, essentially. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's... I would say that's a lot of money, right? Like, you know, you have the biggest name in any other like major sport, you know, a Michael Jordan Jersey, uh, you know, whatever, uh, a Wayne Gretzky Jersey or something like that. It's going to go for more than that. But for the running world, I would say $27,000 for a tiny little, you know, four by eight inch piece of paper is pretty good. I mean, I, I would say I, I'm proud of that. I, I'm, I'm, that's something I would brag about for the running world. So, Mike, Prefontaine, can't ne- he can't necessarily be qualified in the greats of other sports, but because he, uh, it, his career didn't pan out for obvious reasons, um, but he gets placed in kind of this weird separate category of kind of like, folklore legend of like what could have been you know this rising star what could have been so in a weird way and we've talked about this before in a weird way it becomes this almost he becomes almost a a a fictional character in 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 some ways um but he was a real guy so that's why um he's seen as kind of the icon of of distance running um i want to meet the guy that bought or girl or woman who who bought this who bought this uh this 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 bib because he he or she is obviously rich and has money to burn and they're a running nerd and I feel like we need to become friends with this person. The person I mean, that buys that this might be something that we can accomplish. Well, let's make it happen. <laughs> if we should we get our investigative team? Should we should we get CJ on the scene? Chris, let's make this happen. Okay. Trent. I got nothing else to add to that. No, you, you were about to say, you were about to say something. Trent. You, were like, to... you were like you were like nine to ten words into a sentence when I cut you off. I don't know why you cut me off so rudely, but no, all I was gonna say before we we talk about hanging out with this guy is like this is the kind of person, man or woman, who's kind of like like a psychotic person who will <laughs> probably buy that bib at any number. You know, they don't have like a set price where okay, this bib is worth twenty five thousand dollars, twenty seven. That's that person that's just going to one-up the other person no matter what that bib gets to because um, they, they just need that Prefontaine bib. So they kind of sound like a crazy person to me, but at the same time, maybe that means we'd have a great time with them. Two, two final points is I feel like credit to us, we haven't done a ton of Prefontaine talk on this podcast. Yeah, it's been, it's been about 100 episodes since we've even mentioned Prefontaine. Yeah, and I'd say that's like, Again, credit to us. Obviously, we all appreciate Prefontaine, the movies we love, uh, the quotes. I'm sure we're all hanging on our wall at, at some point or another. But we've done a good job of, you know, not, you know, being super Prefontaine, Prefontaine centric. I would say, Steve, you kind of like mentioned, like obviously he's not the caliber of the, the athletes I mentioned earlier, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan type stuff, but. It, if you ask like the average person to name one single distance runner, most people I would say I could probably name none, but if they could name one, it's like Kipchoge and Prefontaine. And that is unique in, in, in our sport, right? It's like 
because obviously like everybody can name Michael Jordan, but they can name other basketball players as well. In our sport, it's like you can name one, maybe one, maybe, maybe one distance runner. They might even say, if you say name one distance runner, they might say Usain Bolt. Yeah. yeah, which yeah, which I love. We Is saw him very... on eight hundred. He's an eight hundred. Yeah. That counts. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so that that's point number one. Point number two is how can we how can we be sure how can we be sure that this is actually the right bib? Because of all the you know memorabilia that could be faked, this must be <laughs> this must be the absolute easiest. Mem- I mean, Steve. Last episode, you were getting on like your race director high horse. R- running race numbers are not something yeah, that are I hard. I, got, I think I got some more prefontaine bibs underneath my yeah, desk. Yeah, exactly. Get a whole box of them. <laughs> Ra- race numbers are not something that's hard to come by. I mean, we could very easily counterfeit some race bibs. So maybe we, we oh, that like should we be that. maybe that should be the new business plan here. Scrap the podcast. Scrap everything we're doing. And. Because if, if, if you start, like, counterfeiting, like, Hank Aaron baseballs and stuff like that, there's enough, like, hyper nerds that's, like, going to come across that. But there can't be that big of a market for, like, race bib hardos that are going to stop us from, you know, trying to sell these things. So, I think. So, Mike, I'm, I'm working on a, uh, I'm working on a, a separate thing. I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. And I think that. Everybody's trying to get into the NFT game and we should get into the Prefontaine game and create some of these, these fake bibs. Um, but since this story started and since I started hearing Trent talk, my brain went somewhere else. Remember how early on in this podcast, we had a theory. We had a theory that Trent was actually an eccentric billionaire and he was trying to live the life of a normal quote unquote normal guy. I think Trent bought this bib or this 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 race number. I mean, Steve, it's been out. a it's been a slow news week. He might have just bought the bib number so he had something <laughs> to freaking talk about, to be honest. I mean he's like he's like, oh yeah, I'm not moving to the most expensive place in the world. I'm moving to a town over. Listen, anything for the podcast, if this is gonna give us some good news to talk about. And I may have needed to pull some strings. I cannot, I cannot disclose my wealth, my, my personal finances on the pod. I mean, that's irresponsible. So I won't say anything more. Um, but I, I could see myself crazy enough to buy a Steve Prefontaine at some point. My only criticism would be, can you get that number a little higher for a strength? I feel like the news story like carries a little bit more weight. If you, if you, you know, bump that, bump that bad boy up to a hundred K or something like that. Yeah. That would be my only criticism. Um, and you know, there's obvious, you know, noted connections to a, a one, um, roaring kitty that, you know, again, we kind of went on like our reminisce earlier, we did a solid like four or five episodes just on, you know, <laughs> right. G- uh, on the GameStop saga. That, that was great. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go back to those Listen. days. That was like that was one of the most thrilling 
as a gambler, you know, and, and, and <laughs> in all the gambling I've done in my life, that like month of the GME saga was one of the most like thrilling months of my entire life. And that was like mid COVID when we're all like as bored as possible. And that was honest to God, I think that month might be like the most thrilling month of my life. If, <laughs> if I was a billionaire for real, I can guarantee you I did not make my money off of GameStop. The opposite happened that week or that month. Uh, all right. Next so news story. The, we'll, we'll power through this quickly because this episode is getting long here. Um, but so I just wanted to mention a few. Last week, we kind of like broke down our – NCAA picks our sleepers on on who we're thinking so I think it's something we should follow you know over the next few months is the rankings and, and our, our teams so I just kind of wanted to you know randomly this week you know no 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 reason why I w- would want to do it um, but I, I thought that we should you know take a look at the coaches poll and see how things are going for our team so let's let's, let's break into it here so um Steve, on the all right, so let's start on the men's side. So, Steve, you picked Bama. They stayed still at number 15. I think the coaches are still weary of what to do with this team. They don't know what to do with the, you know, the studs at the top, so they stayed at number 15. Well, let's see. Elliot Kipsang posted a video of his team doing a workout this week. Uh, let's just say I'm feeling really confident about okay. my well, well, the coaches would disagree. They left you at 15. Uh, Trent... BYU got shifted down two slots to number five. They're at risk of falling out of the top five in the country. Are you worried? That was me trying to pull up the coaches pull real quick, being on mute and needing a little time to get back to the teams. But of course I'm not worried, Michael Gendron. I got Connor Mance leading the squad. Um, this is early, right? BYU is not showing all their cards. My boys are going to be just fine. Okay. And of our three teams, sliding ahead of Big Bad BYU into the fourth spot, moving up one spot, is Oklahoma State, led by my guy, Isa Rodriguez, the mystery man. So, listen, I got the number one rated cross-country team on the podcast right now no big deal okay mike we, what if one I thought, of us i thought, I thought the, we were done there if one of us was doing the running news we could pick the week where our teams moved up in the polls and and make that a talking point so don't well, get too excited about we, we listen State we've here. talked about the the coaches poll almost every week that they've been around so it's not like i like cherry picked anything here i just i'm reporting the news listen I'm a newscaster. I go up there. I read the teleprompter like Ron Burgundy. I just, I just tell the news. Okay, that's all I'm doing here. All right, let's move to the women. They don't, they don't run these races on paper. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Trent, you picked New Mexico. They stayed still. It was the most boring pick of all time. The people are clamoring about how you, we were trying to pick sleepers, and you just picked a favorite. You were the one who proposed the, you know, the the topic on the news. Completely boring pick. So we're just gonna skip you. Uh, Steve, Alabama, again, the woman's side. They moved down this time one spot. Good. Not a huge deal. They moved down to number six. Um, and that wouldn't be a huge issue, Steve, that they moved down to number six. 
But the problem is they were previously number five and they were replaced at the fifth spot, moving up three spots by Colorado Boulders. So listen, I don't want to make a huge deal about this, but I picked Colorado when they were the eighth seed. And I think we're all going to remember that when they move into the top three, they are rocketing, rocketing up the rankings into the top five this week. So again, not cherry picking the rankings here. We're just like going through uh, the cross country rankings every week. Like we always do. Um, so yeah, that, that that's where we're at. Uh, Mike, you know who else was at the top of their, uh, their rankings halfway through the season? Well, who's that? The Boston Red Sox. So yeah, the Boston Red Sox, the Boston Red Sox just won the game that I was right. worried about. <laughs> so you know we're feeling pretty good about this wild card spot. So yeah, if you want to compare me to a playoff team, I'm good with that. Trent, I got nothing to say about your Any Colorado thoughts? Buffalo. New All Mexico right. is still ranked higher than them. I don't want to get shit on for the segment idea that was really a well-designed, clever idea. I picked a quality team. I was the last. Yeah, Trent's like, pick. oh, let's all so let's, let's all pick. Let's all pick sleepers and like, you know, people that we can, you know, take long shots on. They just takes like, you know, the top rated cross country team. It's awesome. They're, they're ranked third. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for the news. All right. Let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got for people in the bell app? All right. So we, we, you know, talked about it extensively on this podcast and obviously Things are changing. We're changing our schedule. But one thing we're not doing is we're not retiring the podcast. We're not putting it away. However, there is something that is being retired tonight. And I think it's worth addressing. Again, it's well noted that I am not in good shape. And I have not been running as much as I should. And I went for a run over the next couple of days. And I came to a conclusion I've thrown this idea around a few times, but it is official. Absolutely official. No questions asked. I've done it for gimmicks. I've done it for videos. I've done it for, you know, a lot of content on this podcast. It no longer will exist. It no longer is a thing. Mike Gendron is retiring split shorts from now until the rest of his life, until the day he dies, (laughs) he will not put on a pair of split shorts. They're being burnt. They're being donated. They're being thrown away. Split shorts are no longer a thing in Mike Gendron's life. Rest in peace. I did that about four years ago. Yeah, well. It is what it is. Uh, Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell app? I'm certainly not going to retire from short shorts, from split shorts. I will always look good in split shorts. I will always continue to rock them. I unfortunately... I'm not going to make it out to the Chicago Marathon this year. I had been pumping that up. I even had some of the two crew people reaching out to me, trying to hang out while we were there. Shout out Harrison. Uh, so I am sorry that I will not be able to, to be in Chicago. I'm pretty uh, bummed about that. I had big plans on racing. I was probably going to win the whole damn race because I was going to be in great shape. Not going to work out for me this year for, uh, for the ankle, for not running, and not going to get out there for a variety of reasons. However... That means I get to be in Boston for the Boston Marathon. 
So, I mean, it, it doesn't get to be a better kind of other side of the pillow than that, that I'll be in town for the marathon after, I don't know, I can't do math like this. It's been real long since the last one. I'll tell you that much. It's been more than 12 months since the last Boston marathon. So I cannot wait to be in town for that. I am sure I'm Steve already mentioned the last podcast. We're going to get the boys together for this. So I will be in town. I look forward to seeing some of you guys out there uh, and to watching the return of the greatest marathon in the world. Let's go. Um, I got a couple notes here on the bell lab. First, I'm just going to follow up on the, on Trent's um, shoot us a DM. If you want to join us on boss marathon, we're trying to get a crew together to have some fun to, to have maybe a couple Miller lights, uh, you know, watch some Red Sox playoff baseball and watch the marathon. Of course, we're going to have a, a fun setup for that. So that's my first thing. Second thing, we talked a lot about the podcast and the future of the podcast today. Um, and I'm just going to say this podcast will exist forever just for the idea that we've kind of come around to every spring we challenge ourselves and we dive into what I called uh, or what I, what I deemed our yearly misogy or this, this, I, this, uh, this extremely hard physical challenge that we have to do once a year that we're able to draw inspiration from for the rest of the year. I'm reading this book right now called The Comfort Crisis, and they talk about this and how important it is for you to challenge yourself like this once a year. So um, that's not going anywhere. And you boys get a, better get ready because I'm already starting brainstorming. If you have any ideas of, of uh, something crazy to do this spring, um, I'm going to start getting myself mentally and physically prepared for it. Um, and then the last thing is, hey, we have three sponsored athletes and we are committed to those sponsored athletes. We just finished up uh, printing up some awesome apparel for Ruby, Mitchell, and Matias. That stuff is going out at the end of this week. It is awesome. We are going to treat our sponsored athletes really well. And this is a program that I want to hopefully expand and continue into next cross country season. This is just the beginning of it. So peak too early is not going anywhere. Minor setback. Steve, no. Oh, what? sorry. 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 Keep going, but just don't end the podcast yet. I won't. I won't peak too early. is not going anywhere. Minor setback for a major comeback. We're taking a step back so we can take multiple steps forward. We're taking a step back so we can focus on the things that we need to get in order to make sure that this podcast does it isn't going anywhere we love doing it and we love the community that we built mike what do you got yeah so this is important and two things here um i think this is the appropriate way to end the podcast first of all credit to me for the first time ever i didn't take the most important topic at the top of the bell because i was leaving it for you i felt selfish i felt greedy that i was always doing it but i guess i'm taking a second bell up here because neither of you mm managed to acknowledge it but i'm happy about it you, you guys didn't do it you didn't take advantage of it but this should be how we end such an important podcast in peak too early history gentlemen this weekend i'm not i'm not emotionally ready for this i'm not and this i don't why know i didn't bring it up I, so so that's what i'm saying i don't know what to say i don't know what to feel i am conflicted i am Hello from the other side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's one of the weirdest, strangest feelings I have ever had. But I think it's it would be cruel and unusual punishment if we did not address the fact that Tom Brady is playing 
in Foxborough this weekend, which a few years ago, if I said that to you, would be the most routine statement in the history of planet Earth. But when I say right now that Tom Brady is playing in Foxborough this weekend, it is the most unusual non-routine thing that you could possibly say. And, you know, I'm sure we'll have our reviews. I'm sure we'll talk about it. But, I mean, what a wild world we live in that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady will be lining up on opposite sidelines this weekend. Steve, I'm sorry for interrupting. It needed to be said. Let's finish this podcast. Oh, that boys. I would have run faster, but I peed too early. Hey, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. fix the uh, college football thing michael i yeah i have a new system i'm working on it, it it's still wrong on the spreadsheet but in my my new system it's right so don't worry i'm gonna update the the um the spreadsheet here soon okay i, I have a, a a new checks and balances system that will this is just let, brian let's, double let's, checks let's, no no no, no. Last week, listen. Last week was a bad week. I I'm just saying, up, my hand West up, Virginia was, should it, be a green. Sure. It's a red. It stone. will That's be green. Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll be green before the beginning of the week. It'll be green. <laughs> I didn't expect to see more errors after after I sent the picture of Steve. It was a bad so. week. Those well, are all my errors, but I just. But in, in just just to shit on Mike for a second, when I sent in a BC line, I like messed it up by like. A point or two, and I'd say BC <laughs> minus like thirty six instead of like minus thirty eight or whatever, and like immediately was like, "Oh, you're trying to cheat, bro." So, the way so, so, <laughs> so here's... I don't know why he didn't catch yours.